There's a word everyone uses when they talk about a great entrepreneur. The thing that helps them pull through the long days, the rejection and self-doubt. The thing that keeps them going when others might give up. That word is hustle, and for Mark LaFleur, it's a way of life. Like many of us, Mark started university without any real plan for his career. He had a basic path in mind, go to school, earn a degree, and get a good job. Then he started meeting people who did things differently, people who made their own work and built their own companies from the ground up. Mark founded two businesses while he was in school, but he never quite reached his goals. At the same time, he found he had a gift for sales, so when he finished his degree in health studies, he started selling meat subscriptions door to door. Mark was good at his job. So good, in fact, that within two years, he was leading a branch of his company and making a paycheck most 20-somethings could only dream of. But Mark had potential he hadn't quite tapped. With encouragement from a mentor, he quit his full-time job and founded his own company, True Local. By connecting customers to nearby farmers, True Local has become a leading meat subscription service and drawn support from investors like Dragon's Den star Michelle Romanoff. Today, the business operates in three provinces and ships to seven others across the country. Mark joins me in studio to share how he made the leap from hustling for a company to hustling for himself. He gives advice you can use to build your dream career, no matter what it is. Stick around. I'm Claire Mastrangelo, and this is Uncharted Warriors in the World. So, Mark, thanks for coming in today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's surreal coming back to campus after, like, what, I guess it's been almost, it's going to be almost 10 years now, not quite, but we're going there. Wow, time goes fast, huh? It does. So, I'm really excited to share your story today. Um, first, I want to take a little journey back in time. Tell mm-hmm. me about your childhood. What was that like? Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, so, I guess, start at high school, because that's the the best time I got the best memory of. But, uh, yeah, high school was interesting. Um, I kind of had, like, two lives at high school. I had the life where um, I pretty much was failing all my classes. Um, grade 9 and 10, that was pretty much, like, a day-to-day thing for me. You know, I was going to maybe half my classes. I just really wasn't that engaged. Um, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that were in the same boat that I was, but I always knew I could do it. I just was never excited about it. Like, I didn't really care too much about going. Um, I didn't really see what it would lead to or what kind of doors it could possibly open. So I was just being a kid. Um, And uh, it wasn't until grade 11, I want to say, that I, you know, was fortunate enough to find something that I figured was worth working towards. And ironically, that was actually playing football. I really, um, for some reason, just gravitated towards wanting to play a sport. And at the time, my city didn't actually have uh, a football team. So the, the, the city didn't have a football team, and neither did the school. So one uh, one summer, I was like determined to play football. So we actually drove to Ottawa. So I'm from Cornwall. So Cornwall to Ottawa was like 45 minutes, but my dad would drive me pretty much three times a week to go play football in Ottawa. And that just like fundamentally changed my world. And like I came from being like that kid that had no friends, like overweight, never cared about anything other than playing video games. And in the course of the summer, uh, I joined the Canada Knights and this completely changed my life. So when I got back to high school um, for grade 11, I did a victory lap. Um, I just had like a newfound sort of drive and motivation to do well because A, I wanted to you know, potentially go off to university and play football. So, um, you know, over the course of the next two years, I ended up graduating as an Ontario scholar and just kind of really turned things around. So I've seen both sides of it. I've seen the side where it's like, you got no friends, you got no motivation to go to school. But then on the other side, you know, I found a motivation, I found a vision, it was football. And then my teachers were amazing. You know, I went to Holy Trinity High School and uh, they, they believed in me, even though I put them through um, like 
a really, really, really hard time in grade nine and 10, and then made a good group of friends and, you know, eventually ended up at the University of Waterloo. And you studied health sciences while you were here, or health studies, I should say. So what made you choose that program? Yeah, so I think it had a little bit to do with the whole football thing, to be honest. Um, I've always really been into sports, but I know uh, I had a teacher, um, a gym teacher who I used to clash with so hard in grade nine and 10. And I, like, I, we used to we used to go at it, like it, it was crazy. And when I started turning my life around, he was one of the guys that really gave me a second chance and he was teaching exercise science. And uh, I just kind of really got into it. You know, I really got into how the body works, how the body moves. And, you know, I think a lot like most kids in high school, they don't know exactly what they want to do. But I knew that the University of Waterloo, obviously a great university and getting a degree in, you know, health studies. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great degree to have, especially if you're not sure what you want to do yet. And it was something that interested me. So applied around and, you know, I'll never forget the day. Like I said, it was pretty touch and go for me. So when I got that acceptance letter, it it was just an amazing experience all around. Very cool. So when you got here, you also got exposed to business along mm-hmm. the way. Do you remember the moment when you thought that might be a career path for you? I remember the exact moment, like the exact moment. So it was in second year and we were living with three buddies. And the whole thing about this was that I was like your typical student. Like I just wanted to come, you know, I was, uh, I just wanted to come meet friends, go to parties, have a good time. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with my degree. Didn't know what I was going to do the next year, let alone, you know, the next, you know, five years. But I will never forget when I heard that Snapchat got offered $3 billion by Facebook. And I remember hearing it, like, it wasn't even me listening to it. It was on someone's computer or something. And, and I remember I, I, I thought I must have heard that wrong because, you know, I couldn't even figure out what a million dollars was at the time. Like, I didn't even understand what that amount of money was. I thought that was, like, this untouchable, you know, amount of money that only the most elite people are born into. So when I heard that this toy, like, this app got worth $3 billion, it just kind of hit this light bulb in my face. And I'm like, kid, there's obviously something going on behind the scenes here that is definitely worth exploring and then after getting into it um, and just learning about business and learning about how really apps are just an extension of technology to interact with people and find different ways to kind of make things simpler in their life and it was just you know it, it really just opened my eyes that you know there's more than just the typical path of you know go to school be a doctor go to school be an engineer there's you know you can kind of make your own success so that's where I got introduced to business for the first time. And you and your friends started an app of your own can you tell me about that? Yeah we did um, so we started an app called tell and the whole concept ironically um was inspired by snapchat so this was in 2012 so at the time snapchat didn't have messaging um so we figured you know what's the easiest thing that we could do to be successful and we figured you know what once again knowing limited about the business world we just figured that if we could put our osat money together you know we pull together what ten thousand dollars between the four of us we'll build an app we'll be millionaires by the summer it'll be perfect and of course, it didn't happen that way. But uh, Tell was, yeah, an instant messaging app that once you sent the message, it uh, once you opened it, it would get deleted. We also added a little deadline feature, which was exciting at the time because no one was doing this this particular feature, but where if you sent a message and you could put a timer on it, and once that timer was up, the message would be deleted whether they read it or not. So, you know, lots of you know entertaining uses for that. But uh, we that lasted about a year. That was a good year, and it was the first thing I ever got into in terms of like actual business I've always been hungry and I've always you know found a way to make you know get by on my own and I've always found a way to you know make money and kind of just hustle through like whether it be through high school you know buying candy at the dollar store and selling it at school for a bit of a markup or um you know I I uh I also ironically was doing I did I wouldn't call it gamer testing but you know a bunch of buddies and I found that you could go and submit game reviews for like credits online and there's just like all these crazy things to to kind of try to make money but the first time I you got introduced to business business, you know, and how all that works. That was with Tell and the app. 
At the same time, you mentioned that word hustle, and I think mm. it applies really well to the part-time job that you had. You were um, in sales for an energy drink company. Mm. So what drew you to sales? Yeah, I had four jobs while I was here, so at the same time. So I was actually a personal trainer at two gyms. Um, ironically, yeah, I was a personal trainer at two gyms, and then I ended up working with Red Bulls. So that was awesome. Um I'm really actually proud of that story because I think it it kind of summarizes things that I've been able to do later on in my career. And, you know, looking back on it, it's kind of nice to know that I've sort of, sort of always been that way. But I had to hustle down that job because, um, you know, Red Blood actually, for the most part, kind of overpassed or looked over the University of Waterloo. They had, uh, you know, someone working here a long time ago and they just didn't get that sort of engagement and, and, you know, what they were looking for. And, you know, when I reached out to them, you know, I just sent out, I, I must have called this guy like literally 20 times and to the point that his mailbox got full and never heard back. And then out of nowhere, this guy just calls me up and he's like, Hey, like, are you Mark? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you the guy who's been filling up my mailbox for the past month? And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I really want this job. We should talk about it. So he came down to the campus and, you know, he liked what he saw and he, he thought I, you know, was able to kind of make something happen. And that was that, you know, I worked for them for, I forget if it was a year, year and a half, but uh, it was an awesome job. You know, uh, it was a brand student brand manager, um, got to try to activate Red Bull on campus. And, you know, you also get known as the Red Bull guy, which is, you know, pretty nice. Um, it, it was great. It was, it was a really good uh, experience. And it was also cool because of the training that they did. And I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget that because it was the first time, I think the only time, because I've, I haven't really worked for big corporations or just companies that have that scale as Red Bull does, but um, just their, their onboarding and their training process you know teaching their why and teaching how they do things and making sure that every single person embodies what they're all about and Red Bull obviously stands for a lot you know these guys are a massive massive organization that ironically has touched everything from extreme snowboarding to dirt bikes to music to airplane shows right so these guys have a serious brand behind them and it was just really cool to get that experience and and kind of see how they work. Hello, I'm Pamela Smythe. And I'm Brandon Sweet. Join us for Beyond the Bulletin, a weekly look at what's happening at the University of Waterloo. Meet your Waterloo. In a good way. And subscribe to Beyond the Bulletin podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you continued on in sales after you graduated. So can you tell me a little bit about that journey? So this, I, I always tell people I have no idea how I ended up doing this, but one of my roommates uh, was, he, he was older than we were, and we were always just working like little, you know, part-time jobs, you know, like I said, personal training once a week and, you know, the the Red Bull gig. And he would always come home and we'd just be like, Yo, where were you? And he's like, I'm at work. And we never understood what he did, but he worked for a company that would do pretty much door-to-door meat sales. But he'd come back with like big checks and he'd like take us all out and we'd go have a good time. So it was, uh, it was interesting. So I remember one day just kind of really being like, okay, I need to kind of figure out, you know, a job. Like I need something that I can do that I can make some money. And he's like, yo, you talk really fast. Why don't you give sales a shot? And this was, I would argue, the first time I've gotten into consumer sales. Um, and yeah, to be honest, the rest is kind of history. I'll never forget. I walked into, uh, I walked into the office and I was like by far the youngest person there. Like this was a much, much older crowd. So I was all, all dressed up, like, you know, I went and spent, once again, OSAP money on uh, on just like a, a dress shirt and, you know, dress pants. It was my first one that I ever got. And I walked into this office and all these older guys are just chilling with like, you know, polos, nothing special. And I walked in and, you know, um, the boss was like, hey, this is kind of how it works. And we're going to send you an appointment. And these are people that are interested in potentially buying, you know, a year's worth of meat. And I didn't know anything about meat at the time. Like I lived on chicken nuggets, you know, chocolate milk, and that was my life. So. He told me, though, that if I walked in and sold somebody on the spot, that he'd give me 300 bucks. 
and like as a student making maybe 500 bucks a month working, you know, that was super, super exciting for me. So, um, yeah, like I said, the rest is history. I ended up selling three deals my first day, which was pretty unheard of for, um, that company at the time. And, uh, you know, got, got, you know, integrated into the, into the organization. And I did that for about a year part time while still a student. And that, you know, it kind of did change my life. Like, to be honest, it kind of introduced me to money and it introduced me to, um, a lot of people who have hustle have, I guess, you know, chaotic hustle. You know, I think the beautiful thing about hustle is making something out of nothing. You know, you don't have a plan, you don't know what's going on, and you just keep hustling until something comes up. And that's great, and you have to have that. I think in a sales job, you have structured hustle. So you know that, okay, you've got to do these three, four, five, six things to get to this result, and you're able to kind of mark them off the list. So that's kind of what, you know, introduced me to the to the organized hustle, I guess you kind of call it. Why do you think you're good at hustling? I'm hungry. I've always been hungry. Honestly, people, people ask me that a lot. And I, I, all I can say is that, um, I, I wish I, I really do wish I could like whittle it out and write it down and say what it is. Um, I'm just a really hungry kid. There's a lot of things I want to do in life. You know, um, we didn't come from a lot and my mom and my dad did an amazing job of raising me and taking care of me and giving me everything they could. But at the end of the day, we still didn't have like, we know we, we didn't have like a massive house or anything crazy like that. Like, you know, I'm still, you know, still doing the whole OSAP, paying off OSAP. And I just always wanted more. I've always just kind of wanted the opportunity to experience whatever I want. I wanted to travel whenever I wanted. And to me, um, there's just nothing more right now in my life that I want to push for. I just want that freedom. You know, I think a lot of people try to like dance around the whole money talk and they're like, well, you got to be motivated by more. And yeah, I would definitely say that your entire life shouldn't be revolving around this. Like when you look at, you know, being 45 or 50, you shouldn't sit here and be like, I want to make money. But I think there's this crazy pressure on university kids and this crazy pressure just on society in general to figure out exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're like 22. Like you've lived a quarter of your life. How could you ever know what you want to do? So I think I just got really fortunate in understanding at an early age. I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life, but what I am willing to commit to by the time I'm 30 is being incredibly successful financially. And I'm willing to do everything I have to do to do that. So to me, it's always been easy. I think anything is possible as long as you work towards it. I don't think there's any door in the world that people can't open. Like anybody at any point in time could do whatever they want if they put their mind to it and hustle it out. So I think for me, I just kind of realized that at an early age, and I'm just kind of on a 100% spearhead trajectory towards that. So, so that's really interesting to me because you know, you are in this job that you were doing really well. You were earning a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had a conversation with a mentor that changed everything for you. Can you tell me about what your mentor said to you? Yeah. So ironically, you go through these crazy cycles, right? You know, um, so, you know, like I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really financially driven. Um, I love that. Like I said, maybe because I didn't come from it, you know, maybe that's something I want. And I've always said, you know, maybe I'll get it and then, you know, never want to see it again and donate all of it and go, you know, meditate in the hills somewhere. But um, I did have a lot of money. I got exposed to uh, money at that job. They were talking about the sales job. Um, I got the opportunity uh, after I graduated um to go to London to open up my own branch. So I got to kind of manage it and hire my own sales guys and do that. So I was making really, really, really good money for that age. I think I was 22 making $200,000 a year. And I did that for a couple of years. Um, I was able to buy a couple of properties and, and do all the stuff, but I was really bored. 
I guess you could say. And I didn't know it at the time. I just wasn't happy. You know, um, I was just, you know, I was just kind of going through life. It was, it was great. Like I, I wasn't complaining, but I definitely didn't have that sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So I went to this, uh, this event and I met, uh, a man named David Osborne and he's just this incredibly fire, uh, a successful real estate agent. And I was telling him what I was doing and, you know, I was just being a 22 year old kid. I was so like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this and I'm making that and things are great. And he just stopped and looked, he's like, well, when are you going to make some real money? And I was like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I'm doing great right now. Things are good. He's like, yeah, that's good. But he's like, I can tell that you're really hungry. And he's like, for most people, there's nothing wrong with the amount of money you're making. But he's like, you know, it's a scary number. And he's like, people today struggle to leave a $60,000 a year job to follow their dreams or take a risk. He's like, you know, at 22, if you get to 25, 26, 27, 28, and you're so accustomed to this lifestyle, you're never going to be able to take that risk. And it kind of resonated with me because like I said, at the time I was, I actually started, I was started working on another startup at the time because I was just so like, I needed to fill a gap. Right. And the money talk kind of came full circle for me. And I just realized that I don't, I don't think it's just about the money. I think it's the freedom. And I, I truly believe that. I think that even though I was making that kind of money, I didn't have the freedom because if I, you know, quit or get fired or the company goes out of business, I'm not going to walk into another job like that again. I'm going to have to start back from ground zero. That's one of the problems with sales. So I just realized that, okay, um, I've done a couple startups, uh, both of which have failed. But I was like trying to kind of isolate why that happened. And I think it ended up being the fact that I was working full time um, and I was never able to commit 100 percent to these projects. So between that and between him saying that to me, it just kind of really resonated that I was like, OK, you know what? If I'm going to be successful and I'm going to be proud of what I've earned in life, I think I have to build it for myself. And I haven't you know, made it to that point yet, but um, I'll be more than happy to come back and let you know how it feels once you get there. But it's, it's something that I'm working towards and it's something I've put all of my time and effort into. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a hell of a journey. He's very nice. So you saw some early success when you launched True Local. You mm-hmm. pitched on Dragon's Den and got a deal, which must have been thrilling. Mm-hmm. You also um, won a competition with FedEx, and I've got a little clip of the uh, entry here. Shows yeah. up, meets at the door. No more trips to the grocery store. Packing up boxes, staying on course. True Local, we connect you to the source. Built a website, but the farm's online. Started on our own, laid it all on the line. Frozen meat at show dough, a change from the lines at the grocery store. So I got to ask, Mark, is there a future career in music for you? Um, I love hip hop. Like, I love hip hop. I love rap music. I think that um, despite the difference in content, there's a very, 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 there's a lot of similarities between rappers that literally come from nothing. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, but I had a family that loved me, you know, mom and dad that would do anything for me. I had friends, I had a roof over my head. I was leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, some of these kids that come out here and, you know, growing up without any means whatsoever. And to watch these guys do what they had to do to get to where they're at today. And, you know, they do have a strong sense of their circle and their community and keeping their friends close. I think that the hustle is the exact same. I think you could be the CEO of a billion dollar company but you started somewhere and you hustled your way to the top you made some friends and lost some friends along the way I think the same is with rap and same with any athletes anything like that um, I think my actual skills in uh, music and rap are probably lacking but I don't know you know if it's something that I decide that I'm passionate about you know take a stab at it but for now I think I'll stick to business so You've done a lot. You've achieved a lot in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest takeaway you've had from your career so far? Yeah, honestly, I always try to say this. I really, um, I would love to, you know, get more involved in the high school community. I think that for me, you know, I had to, I learned the hard way in grade nine and 10, but I don't think I had to. I just, you know, I think I didn't have anybody to show me what 
could be right and show me that you know i can do whatever i want i just had that kind of attitude where it's like i could do it if i wanted to but i didn't know what i wanted to go after so i think the biggest thing is that and it sounds so cliche and it's so cheesy but it is just so true that you have the power to do any single thing you want in this world everything comes with hard work if you're willing to put the work in you will get it done and that doesn't necessarily mean putting the hard work in once there's a lot of really fortunate people who got to work really hard on one project and watch that be successful but i would argue that the majority of people that are successful had to work very very hard on very very many projects of which failed before they ended up making it to the project that ended up being the you know kind of the kicker for them so i would just say that it doesn't matter what you want to do if you want to be a pro athlete if you want to be a a, a, a rapper a singer a pop star a professional chess player if you want to be a professor it doesn't matter as long as you're willing to understand that there is a lot of other people competing for that and as long as you're willing to match that competition level you can do it you can train for it even if you have no experience in it whatsoever so i think that's the biggest takeaway that i've seen um just on my journey and i hope that especially kids in high school can see that too because there's a lot a lot a lot of unnurtured talent i think and i think if there's someone that can kind of open the door for them it'd be an amazing uh, an amazing thing mark it's been such a pleasure talking to you today thanks so much for coming in awesome thank you appreciate it